come in and he would just give him a whole new identity. Like he would erase Saul's name and he would become Paul. He would, he would go to Peter and, and say, your, your name is Peter, you mean, your name is Rock now. Even though you were called Cephas before, I'm calling you the Rock. And he would just give people complete name changes. Or he would tell Abram, hey, I'm just going to add a couple letters in your name that represents my, my presence being in you. And so I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. And I'm going to take Sarai, S-A-R-A-I, and I'm going to call her Sarah and put my name in her name so that you know that I'm your God. So he would just shift their names like, like he could do whatever he wanted, you know. I'm just going to give you a new name. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's awesome. I'm being funny, but <clears throat> maybe not being funny. I'm trying to be funny. Uh, someone here, the, the Lord wants to give you a new name. And what, what, what I think she was saying, what she meant by that was, um, with our name comes our reputation. Comes, when, people, when we walk into a room, people know us according to like, who we are. You know what I mean? Like When I see T, I, just, I, think of, I can think of how I know Terrence. You know? That's, that's Terrence. I know him. I kind of know his sense of humor. I kind of know how he is. And I, I feel like somebody here, I don't feel like the Lord's just coming and saying, hey, I want to do this. I feel like someone's asking for this. I feel like it's, like it's something you're like, man, I just want to change. I want a new identity, a new social security number. I want to start all over again, right? <laughs> so just start all over again. So if that's you, um, let's, just, let's just close our eyes. And I just want to pray into that. And maybe more than one person, but for sure at least one person. Father, I pray right now that you would touch this person. I pray that, that you would send your name for them. That you would create a whole new identity. That you would add uh, your name into their name, Lord. That your presence would be with them. That it would be all the difference in the world, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the, the change that they're asking for and seeking for would begin to manifest in their daily lives, Lord. I pray that the things that, that maybe they were um, afraid of, ashamed of, whatever it is, I pray that they will become part of their history, um, part of the story of your grace in their life, rather than a, a point of shame and, and um, uh, I don't know, you know what I mean, Lord, guilt. Uh, I ask that today would just be a new day, and that I pray that all of us here, when we contact this person, since no one's raised their hand, Lord, we don't know who it is, I pray we would all begin to treat them by their new name. I pray that honor would be the culture of the house and that we would treat everyone according to how you see them. And I pray that that would be an encouraging sign to this person or these people, Lord. Hey, people are treating me different. You did this, Lord. I pray that that would be, I feel like it will be a specific sign for somebody. And we thank you for that today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. This, pro, this may be very short. It, you never know. But I have a thought. As we were praying and in prayer this morning, a question came to my mind. And I want to ask you the same question. And it's very simple. But, um, so don't answer it. I just want you to think about it, all right? <clears throat> is it God's power that saves, heals, and delivers us? Or is it his goodness? I just want you to think about that. <laughs> is it God's power that saves, heals, and delivers us? Or is it God's goodness? My answer, I had to think about it for a minute. 
Because I thought, well, if I say it's his power, it speaks to how I view God. Like, if I see, if I think that, dude, it's totally God's power that changes me, heals me, delivers me. It's him coming down and exercising his authority over me. (laughs) That comes from a mindset of that God controls me. Or it comes from a mindset that God can choose to heal or not heal or can choose to deliver or not deliver. Because power is, is, is exerted by choice. So if I think, man, God does these things because of his power, like he has to be feeling just right or has to be just in the right atmosphere to do this for me, then it, it shows how I view God. If I say that it's his, by his goodness that this stuff happens, it creates a completely different dynamic. It, it, be, it shows that I see that everything that God does comes out of his goodness toward me. Yeah. Every act, every time that he exerts his power and his authority on the earth, it's not God saying, hey, look at me, look how awesome I am. It's God saying, Look how much I love you. Look how good I am. See, a a while ago, years ago, I used to think of... um, I used to think of warfare concerning God, like God would have warfare, and then he would have to wage war against my flesh. You guys with me? I would think that, man, God has to come down and fight my flesh. Like, I'm Jacob in the Old Testament, and... God's going to have to come down and wrestle with me and I wrestle with him to overcome this flesh inside of me. And it's going to take a lot of power from God to change me. And then in the last 10 years of my life, it's completely been flipped. And what I've begun, begun to understand, begun to think in my mind is I don't need God to exert his power first in my life. I need to know him for his goodness. I need him to reveal his nature to me. And when he reveals his nature to me, then all the other stuff comes with it. Like, it's a byproduct. It's a natural outflow. Um, You know, people talk about numbers and how numbers mean stuff. And and the year 2012, a lot of people are prophesying it's a year of God's government, heaven's government. And and really, heaven's government is, is family. It's the goodness of God. It's freedom that comes from heaven. And, and when I think of government, it's how things are ruled. It's how things are graded. It's how things are done. And the Lord is wanting you to know today that his government is not power. His government is goodness. The way he deals with us is through his goodness. See, if if I put his power above his goodness, the danger comes in for me not to really know him. It's a really dangerous thing. He even talks about it all through the Psalms on different occasions. It says that Israel was familiar with the works of God, with the power of his hand, with the miracles that he would do in the desert, and how God would cause these unbelievable things to happen, and Israel would brag on God because of his power. They would go to other countries and say, our God is more powerful than your God. And they knew God through his authority and through his power. But they didn't know him through his goodness. 
So you can read through the Psalms and different times it says that, that Israel was familiar with the acts of God, the power of God, the hand of God, but Moses was familiar with his ways. Like why he did the things that he did. <laughs> that comes directly from the account in Exodus, you can read it later, when, when Moses says, God, show me your face. I have to see your face. Just that prayer alone showed the issue had been settled in Moses' heart of whether he was going to pursue his power or his ways. Moses' prayer wasn't, God, show me your power. Show me your authority. Show me what you can do when you make up your mind to do it. Moses came to God with a prayer of a son, and he said, I just want to see your face. I don't care if I live. I don't care if I die. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care if it totally rearranges the rest of my life and everything I know. I just want to see your face. And the answer came back to him, hey, no one can see my face and live. And it's not possible. And within the same breath, he's like, but there is a place that you can go. And I will hide you in the rock. I will hide you. And I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. Moses had an encounter with the goodness of God. It changed him for the rest of his life. I'm praying that we as a church will begin to say that prayer, God, I want to see your face. Like, I do want to see miracles and supernatural things. I want to see breakthrough, and I want to see the power of God move on the earth. But I don't want that in place of your goodness. Because every time God does something that's powerful... Every time God heals somebody, it's not for PR. <laughs> it's not for public relations. It's not so people can say, oh, God really is powerful. It's so people will have an automatic response in their heart. Man, God really is good and he loves me. It's like a, a, a kid that gets it. You have some kids that say thank you for the things you do for them. And some kids that say, thank you for being my mom and dad. It's a big difference, man. I love it. I want my kids to say thank you when I do stuff for them. But I don't want them to say, hey, thank you because you do nice stuff for me, dad. Thank you because you took me to the park and spent hours with Keiko trying to build a fort yesterday. <laughs> thank you for the things that I don't want them to say that to me. I want them to say, thank you because you love me, dad. That's God's heart. That doesn't mean we don't tell him thank you when he does something amazing that blows our minds. It doesn't mean we're not like, man, God, you just astounded me, and so I'm responding appropriately. I'm astonished. You're awesome. I can't, I don't, how in the world are you so awesome? But the thing is, I have to turn my heart to where I'm praising his goodness, not his power. The reason God does miracles, and he still does miracles for for those that may wonder. And just wait. The days of miracles are about to explode on the earth. Because You know why I know that's about to happen? Because we're beginning to see that God's good. Supernatural things follow a, a corporate understanding of the goodness of God. When a group of people begin to see the goodness of God... The natural reaction to that is heaven invades earth. The government, the power, the authority. 
the, the power of God comes into the atmosphere because where his goodness is, everything about him comes. Man, we had a really good discussion on Wednesday night about revival history and, and the new, basically what the new wineskin is. I really believe, if you don't know the reference, a lot of times we say things in church and we just expect people to know. The, the Bible says that, that you don't put new wine in old wineskins. Like in that time period, they would take like a, a bladder or uh, an intestine of some animal and they would cure it and they would store their wine in it and they would keep it in there. And, and, and if that wineskin got old and brittle and you put wine in it, new wine in it, because of the fermentation of it, it would cause it to explode. It would break. And all the new wine that was put in there would spill all over the ground. And it was a wasted exercise for them. So he's saying, hey, just like you guys don't put new wine into old wineskins, I will not pour the new wine of the Spirit into old wineskins. I'm going to create a whole new structure. I'm going to create a whole new wineskin, a, a, a an ability to contain the Spirit of God. If you take the old covenant that says this, this, and this, and try to pour the new wineskin into that old covenant, it's going to destroy, the, the it's going to spill everywhere. But if you put a new wineskin there, and put the new wine of the Spirit in that, it keeps it and it preserves it. And so the new wineskin is, God is really good, He's in a good mood. If I try to take the blessings and the favor, and the freedom that comes from God, the grace that comes from God, and pour it in the old structure, I will not get the fullness of what He's trying to offer me. So I have to change the way I think. I have to see God completely differently. I have to understand that it's His kindness that draws people to repentance. That it's not His, his conviction, it's not His power in saying, get right with me, turn or burn. It's not that that causes people to turn towards God. It's the goodness of God that brings us to him. And for the last, I don't, this, is, this has been stirring on the earth for the last few, maybe last few decades. Uh, God's good. Is he really this good? And like people are exploring, how good is God? Like, okay, so we set our box, like Nat opened service with, like, let's make our box bigger or get rid of the box. So a lot of people start off with the box like, okay, God's this good. How many of you have recognized that you're, you're expanding how you believe, how good you believe God is? That's happening on the whole earth. Everywhere. People are realizing the new wineskin that God is putting into place is that God is really awesome. He's the coolest person ever. He's the nicest person ever. We were very much aware. Our conscious mind on the earth is very aware that God is the judge. That God is holy. That God hates sin. We were so aware of those things that we, were, we only knew those things about God and we didn't know that those things don't flow independent from His goodness. He's not the judge separate from His goodness. He's not holy separate from His goodness. He doesn't hate sin outside of his goodness and all of those things that we grew up knowing about God are absolutely true he is those things every one of them God is he's just he's pure no sin can enter into heaven all of those things are absolutely true but if you view them through the old wineskin then you miss the new wine 
But the new wine says, okay, God is really good. And because he's good, he's a man of justice. Because he's good, he judges. Why? Because he loves us. So I grew up thinking all those things about God and didn't, I, I don't nowhere near understand now, but I didn't have any understanding of his goodness. So now that I'm beginning to understand his goodness, it's shifted how I think. I used to think that God would, would use his power as warfare um, tools against my flesh. I said that earlier. I want to I show you what I mean by that. I would think that God would force his power towards me to cause me to shift and change. I would think that God had to force himself upon me because nothing in me wanted to be good, God. I'm a, I'm a sinner. Nothing in me desires you, so you have to force me to like you. <laughs> I mean, you're mean, you're judge, and you're holy, and you're righteous, and I'm a sinful man, so I, I can't possibly want to be with you, or you can't possibly want to be with me, so we have to force ourselves to like each other. And I really felt that way. Like God would have to just get me in a headlock to make me come close to him. Come on, Jerry, you're going to change. That's the last thing I do. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not. No. Then I go, dead. <laughs> uh, how come 150 pounds dead weight is completely different than 150 pounds? I don't <laughs> I would just go dead. And God's like, you're going to. I would feel like. And it would just be this constant wrestle back and forth, back. And forth, and I wasn't even wrestling with God. <laughs> I was wrestling against myself. Because God's like, hey, you, you don't even need me for this fight. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> Have fun. I am not in whatever you're in right now. <laughs> Call me whenever you need my help, you know? So God's like, look, you're wrestling, you're wrestling, you're fighting, and you're not, you don't get it. I'm good, Jared. I'm good. I love you. I'm on your team. I'm for you. I'm not against you. We always saw us and God like butting heads until we finally surrendered to him. That's not it at all. That's not what submission even means. Like we think, oh, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. It doesn't mean like we push hard until one of us gives in. That's not it at all. What, what it really means to me now, what I think of when I think of submitting to God, it takes away the opportunity for rebellion to come in. Because he's good, I turn towards him. He doesn't have to make me turn. He doesn't have to force me. I turn because he's good. The weapons that I thought he used against my flesh were not reserved for me. The, the judgment of God, the weapons that God would use, that we thought he would use on mankind to make us love him, those weapons weren't ever even pointed at us. He pointed those weapons directly towards the enemy, not towards us. That's why as you read through the New Testament, you'll see over and over and over again that judgment happened at the cross. Punishment happened at the cross. I wasn't at the cross. No other person was on the cross. Jesus, God's only son, 
was at the cross and he took all of the judgment, all of the punishment, all of the guilt, all the shame that we try to take on ourselves, Jesus took it at the cross and made a way where we don't have to be in that atmosphere and carry those things anymore. Jesus did everything he did there so that we could know the Father again. The weapons aren't pointed towards us. They were used completely against the enemy. God reserves weapons of warfare for the enemy. He uses kindness on mankind. He uses goodness on mankind. You're not at war with God. We're not at war with God. He wants us to know he's really good and he wants us to be close to him, all right? A couple of things I'll say and then we'll, we'll quit. <laughs> the reason I know that the supernatural is about to explode, I'm talking about where news media begins to take note of the supernatural without that. Someone was healed with a question mark? Someone was healed? <laughs> without that on it, it's going to become a, somebody was healed. Like I saw re, this last week in, in, in the UK, the United Kingdom, there's a, a, a ministry that they proclaim that, they, that people get healed all the time. And the UK, the, the media control in UK, I mean, how are we losing so much freedom on the earth in our government? Not just us. Everywhere. They came in and said, you can't claim that you see healings anymore. You cannot promote that you, you, people get healed when they come get prayer from your ministry. You can say, we believe that people can be healed, but you can't say that people got healed. I'm like, okay, that is all going to go away when people realize that God is good and miracles weren't relegated and, and, and to the Bible, but that it, the miracles and supernatural occurrences are a response to the presence of God being somewhere. And so people are going to begin to realize, no, God is good. So miracles are going to start happening and the news media and secular, the secular side of the world is going to take notice that there's a good God who's alive again. They're going to notice that. And I believe that that time is coming. So when, when I pray, when, I, when we talk about this as a church, I want to see the supernatural. The reason that we talk about this more than any subject is because we can't see all of the kingdom until we see his goodness. Right. You, you, you can't get all that comes with him if you don't start at the point number one. Yeah. Point number one, he's really good. And, and I, he's, I want to say it again, he's for you, he's not against you. He's not in opposition towards you. In Ephesians chapter 3, if you want to open there, I want to make, make it somewhat like a normal sermon with Scripture. In Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3 verse 16. Ephesians 3 verse 16. I'll read probably through 21. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts 
through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people (laughs) to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the fullness, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. He's saying, I pray that you come to know the power of God's love and how high and how deep and how wide his love is for you. And when you understand the fullness of his love, then all the fullness that God is will come and live inside of you. You guys hear that? Healing, miracles, peace, supernatural breakthrough. All of that stuff comes from knowing that, he's lo- that he loves us and we're loved by him. Amen? That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And then it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. The power comes from the love. The power comes from his goodness. You know, we, we were, we've had discussions a lot lately, which I love this. We're getting back to this, uh, these group, group discussions. And um, one of the things that, that we talked about the other day was um, someone was asking about, like, praying for healing for somebody. Like, how, how do I do that? Or how do I pray for this person who's turned away from the Lord? How do I get them to come back to the Lord? Hello? How, how do I help somebody have a miracle in their life? This is how we do it. The power doesn't come first. Everybody hearing that song in your head? This is how I'm doing it. I say that so much lately and that stupid commercial's on right now. And I hear that song every time I say it. And I saw a few people smile. because, Anyway, if, I'm, if someone around me needs breakthrough, I can't focus on the power that they need for the breakthrough. All, my, all I'm responsible for and all I've been asked to do is to bring the goodness of God to them. Just introduce them to the presence of God. Sometimes that doesn't even take words. Sometimes we don't have to say, can I pray for you? Can I? Sometimes it's introducing the atmosphere of heaven to people that causes their heart to turn. And I, I feel that as the days go forward, that you guys are going to be miracle workers. You guys are going to be miracle workers, supernatural people. I believe that with my whole heart. And I know that because we're all starting to realize that God's good. And if he's really good, then everyone needs to know how good he is. This physical body is going to die someday. Just going to. It will turn back to ashes and my spirit will go somewhere else. So healing's important. But the most important thing is that people are connected to their father. And I feel 
because as a church we're beginning to realize that God is good, He's in a good mood, He wants people to know this, that as we give this away, that those healings and things for our temporal bodies will begin to be transformed by the eternal kingdom that comes into the atmosphere. I really feel this. He told us to pray. You say it with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How? His kingdom has to come first. How does his kingdom come? We release the goodness of God on the earth. That, that everyone, the whole... Oh. It says the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. The whole earth will begin to see God through new eyes of knowledge and revelation. When that happens, the earth will begin to change the way it looks. The Bible says in the New Testament that all creation is longing, that is actually in, in groaning for the sons of God, the daughters of God, to be revealed. Who's, who is he speaking about there? Us. What power do we have to give away to these people? I'm going to ask you that. How many of us in this room can heal somebody? <laughs> we can't make the power of God happen. It's a byproduct. It's not the product. Amen? But every one of us can introduce the presence of God everywhere we go. Then that stuff, the Bible says, these signs will follow those who believe. <laughs> I love that. Like, that sounds like it doesn't take any effort. I can just walk and they follow me. That's what it says. These signs will follow those who believe. Why? Because everywhere we go, we carry the kingdom, the presence of God with us. Amen? In that atmosphere, whatever God says goes. Whenever a new Whenever a government is established, whatever that government says goes. So when we take the presence of God, the family heart of God, the goodness of God, and we take that as, as his government with us everywhere, that government will dictate the boundaries of what can happen and can't happen inside of someone's existence, inside of their reality. This was all done at the cross. Healing, deliverance, salvation, breakthrough. Jesus already paid for it. Like He paid for it. So like it takes the work out of it, guys. Let's not make this more difficult. Let's not make this like a, a, a hard thing to do and a, a thing that has to do with effort and toil. It has to do with knowing who God is and being able to release that to other people. I don't. I just want you to think for a minute how good you think God is. Just for a second. And please stay here with us. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I 
He's better than what you're thinking right now. He's better. Think of the most impossible thing in your mind that you really know needs to happen. Like if God would really want to do that thing. Think about that thing that's too big for you. And God can do beyond that thing. He can do more than that. Why? Because he's good. All goodness is in him. Why don't you just start talking to him? <laughs> Ask him to show you another layer of his goodness. Yeah, Lord. I want to spend my life getting to know your goodness. <laughs> Responding to your goodness. You know, something just hit me. When you hear a statement, a lot of times, it takes away the power from that statement if, if we don't guard it. Right? I mean, like, if we, only, if we tell our wife we love her the same way for our whole marriage and we never change it a little bit and never expound on it, then it doesn't feel that same way as that first time we told her. You guys, remember that first time you told, told your wife you loved her when you were dating or whatever? Man, you were so scared to tell her. How many guys ever like that? I was. I don't know. I was scared. I'm like, oh, God, what if she says thank you? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you telling me that. Like, oh. If I, but if I just kept that same through our whole marriage and didn't really take on everything we've been through together when I say it to her. Like, let the history of our life and our marriage together come through my words. Then it just loses the feel. It loses the power. And it's like, oh, you're just saying it because that's what we say when we get off the phone. I love you, babe. I love you too. You just say it. There was a slogan that, that's been going on for probably 30 years or so. God's good. And we say all the time. And we reverse it. And all the time, God is good. That slogan came out before the breakthrough into how good God was. I don't know. (laughs) We didn't even know. We didn't even know. 
I don't want the power of that, that church slogan that you see on bumper stickers and t-shirts and everyone knows it. I don't want the power of that truth to be taken away. Before God does something, he announces it. That was the announcement. And now people are experiencing the reality of that statement. It's not just a cute church saying, it's like, go team, you know. It's not that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. And w- when I hear it or if it's repeated, to me sometimes it's a power down. I'm like, oh, God, we're just saying it because we've always said it. No, I want us to realize the goodness of God is here. This is the season of God's favor. In Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the good news, uh, to, to bring freedom to captives and prisoners, and it goes through all of that. And it says to proclaim the day of vengeance for our God. It's Isaiah 61. Jesus, in the New Testament, it's either, uh, I want to say in Luke or Mark, He repeats that same thing. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He's anointed me to preach the good news and pour oil of gladness. And He goes through the whole thing. And he ends it differently. He doesn't say to, to declare the day of vengeance for our God. He says, and now to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. <laughs> Completely different shift. We're in that season of this is the year of God's favor. This is the year of God's goodness. You know, we had a really good talk last week. A couple of people, we were talking. And I was like, man, I know that God just always gives a window of grace before any, any, anything that comes upon a nation, before any kind of uh, judgment and all that stuff. And, and let's just stop listening to judgment words against the world. Right? Let's, let's stop trying to figure out, um, are we in the middle of God's punishment? Look, if we were in the middle of God's judgment and punishment, we would all be <laughs> dust on the floor, and the wind would come and blow the dust away, and there would be nothing left of us. I mean, really. If God wanted to get rid of everybody... He wouldn't just send a hurricane towards a city or an earthquake towards this place. Those things are, are responses to saying, hey, sons of God, are you going to step up and do something about this? That's how I feel about it. I really do. I feel like, and so um, God's not in this judgment attitude. He's in, come close to me, come close to me. Come on. So I don't know how, how wide the window will be or how long the window will be open, but I know that there's going to be extravagant love and grace poured out on the earth before any of the end time stuff happens. I really do. So I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that wave of extravagant grace and mercy and love poured on the whole planet yet. Until that happens... Until the gospel of the kingdom is preached, until the good news of the kingdom is preached to every person, we have work to do. We need to display the goodness of God to people. We need to take the presence of God on the earth. Let's give them a chance to experience what we experience. Let's give people a chance to meet the good God that we are coming to know. Amen? Amen. All right. Why don't you stand, and we're going to pray into this some more, and then we'll close it out. I want to to pray, and if you're here and you just, you say, I need to know more about God's goodness. 
I need to know him that way. I, I don't know it yet. I want more just, that's you. Just We're just doing this for agreement. Just raise your hand. Yeah. Well, let's all pray into that, okay? Lord Jesus, we ask you just to, to keep showing us how good the Father is. Keep speaking to us, Holy Spirit, of the goodness of the, of, of the God that we serve, that we've given our lives to, that he does make us come alive. <laughs> he doesn't kill us when he comes inside of us. He makes us come alive, Lord. Lord, I ask that you'd help us to begin to experience the goodness of God in our lives. I pray that in those areas that we've reserved and, and says, well, we don't know if he's that good yet, or I pray that you break down the doors, fling wide the gates, Lord, in our hearts and in our lives, and reveal your goodness to us in every possible situation of our lives. Father, I know that when you reveal your goodness to me, I always respond to you. It's impossible for any of us to not respond to your goodness. And so, Father, I ask that you just begin to open our eyes, open our ears, Lord, open our hearts to the goodness that you have set aside for us, for the good things you've set, set in store for us, Father, that aren't for a time where we're in heaven or eternity, but are for even here and now, that abundant life and abundant living is for this moment as well, not for later. Father, I ask that you teach us that step one is know the goodness of God and that everything flows out of that understanding. Father, I pray that as our church continues to, to explore the, the, the boundaries in our mind of your goodness, because your goodness has no boundaries, but in our mind, Lord, the, the boundaries of your goodness, I pray that we will take that to everyone we come in contact with. I pray that your kingdom would be manifested through our lives, Lord, as we walk into your goodness. Now, yeah, why don't you just pray for your neighbor, yeah? Uh, pray for God to anoint them as agents of his goodness, yeah? Agents of your goodness on the earth. Yeah, Lord. Agents of your goodness. <laughs> agents of your goodness, Father. Agents of your goodness on the earth, Lord. Agents of your goodness. Psalm 62, 11, and 12 says, One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O God, are powerful or strong, and that you, O Lord, are loving. <laughs> he, he's both, man. <laughs> exactly. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Um, I'm going to hand it off to Matt. He's going to close it out. We do have, we're going to take communion if you'd like to. Um, but I would like for you just to bow your head and close your eyes. I want to ask, ask if you're here and you just know your heart is separated from God and you need to be brought close to Him and you want to be close, just raise your hand real quick.